Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, I'm your host, Dr. Alexis Moreno. And on today's show, we are focusing on how in the world do we manage having healthy conflicts in our relationships? There could be so emotionally charged. And you know what? We all know that we have fights in our relationships. We, we have challenges. We have stuff to figure out and we have disagreements. So what do we do to do it in a healthy way? We're chatting with Dr. Rebecca Montgomery to help us practice and engage in healthy conflicts in our relationships. Welcome to Wit and Reason, hosted by psychologist Dr. Alexis Moreno. Dr. Moreno brings her expertise to providing smart and practical explanations on human behavior by interviewing diverse health experts regarding today's ever-evolving life and culture, turning social science and research into relatable, accessible, and useful information you can use. Listen now as Dr. Moreno brings a little bit of positive mental health to your day. Well, hello, Dr. Rebecca Montgomery. So you're a clinical psychologist with a private practice in D.C., Montgomery Psychology and Consulting Services. Thank you so much for being on our show, Wit and Reason, today. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, so at your private practice, um, you specifically focus on working with couples in relationships? Yes, I work with um, individuals and couples on improving relationships. Um, And so working with people kind of build relationships if they're having trouble finding the right relationship. Mm. But also once you've found the right relationship, how to strengthen it um, and help couples get ready for marriage. Yes, absolutely. I could definitely recall in my single years working hard at dating and like trying to find someone who would be a right fit, but then actually being in the relationship now I was like, 
okay, now what do I do? And how do I navigate this? And how do I work through maybe some of the skills that I didn't really get a good grasp on now in this relationship? How do I handle like conflict resolution? You know, Mm -hmm. I had the benefit of you know, growing up and studying psychology <laughs> in my like early adult years. So that kind of like helped me. Yeah. But do you find that that is an area for a lot of your clients is kind of figuring out how to maintain the relationship? Yes, absolutely. I think that conflict can feel really intimidating. Yeah. Um, it can feel scary or overwhelming. And, but Conflict is an essential component of intimacy. You can't be with someone navigating day-to-day life, living together, um, having closeness without conflict. It's just a part of it, of the process. And so how do you do it in a way that's effective Mm -hmm. and healthy and doesn't hurt the relationship in a way where you can feel heard? Yeah. And uh, do you want me to call you Dr. Rebecca or... Dr. Montgomery? Um, usually a lot of people call me Dr. M. Oh, okay. Because cool. I know Rebecca and Montgomery are both so long. Well, Dr. M. So Dr. M. That's my maiden last name. Too. I like it. I like it. Okay. So Dr. M. Um, now I totally forgot what I was going to ask you. So when you're working with people who are trying to figure out how to navigate um, managing conflicts in their relationship, mm-hmm. do you find that people are surprised that they even have conflicts in their relationships. I mean, there, there seems to be this kind of fairy tale understanding that like, well, if it's the right relationship or the right mm-hmm. partner for me, we wouldn't be having all of these problems. Mm, I yeah, think it know? depends on how long they've been in the relationship yeah. and sort of their relationship experience. Mm-hmm. I think about it in terms of particularly working with couples who um, are married. Sometimes they're thinking about their parents or how their parents navigated conflict right. and they either don't want to fight like their parents did or they feel like they never saw their parents fight. So maybe mm-hmm. you're not supposed to fight to kind of connect to what you were saying. Right. Um, I think people are, are just trying to figure out how to make sense of it. Uh-huh. Um, and what does it mean if we are? Are having disagreements. Right, right, exactly. Okay, and this is what I was going to say earlier. You and I have talked outside of the show mm-hmm. about attachment styles. That's mm-hmm. one, that's like both of our big interests. Passions, and passions. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, our jams. <laughs> and so how do, so we've talked on the show a little bit, educating our listeners about attachment styles. Could you tell us just a little kind of definition for our listeners and how a person's attachment style might impact their conflict style? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that if we think about the general attachment styles, you know, secure, anxious, and avoidant, Uh um, someone who has more of that anxious attachment style, Mm -hmm. so maybe worried about the relationship, worried about getting reassured, you know, getting um, reassured, you know, is their partner really going to stick around? They may be more likely to pursue conflict, Mm -hmm. um, want to have discussions. Like we need to talk about what's going on. Um, And then if you're avoidant, as you might guess, you Mm -hmm. may want to really distance yourself from conflict. You might find that emotionally overwhelming. Um, I think a piece that I really try to hammer, um, like hammer in with folks is this idea that no matter what the strategy is, mm-hmm. whether you're pursuing or distancing, typically the goal is to protect the relationship and to take care of yourself emotionally. Okay. Um, it's not to upset the other person, but right. I think when you're in it, you you feel like, oh my gosh, why is this person doing this exact opposite thing that I need them to be doing? Right. Um, but it really comes from a place to try to protect the relationship. Okay. And I like that. Um, I think ideally 
we would think that or we would hope that no one is going into this relationship or this conversation with like aggression or this uh, desire, whether conscious or unconscious, to like control another person. So hopefully everyone's going into these relationships and these conversations with like a healthy um, motivate motivation Mm -hmm. to really connect with their partner, try to understand their partner, um, and then try to figure out some kind of solutions. Mm -hmm. That's not always the case, right? So when we are talking about um, fighting fair in relationships or having healthy conflict Mm -hmm. in relationships, we're talking about people who are motivated to try to like improve and enhance their relationships, right? Exactly. Keeping yeah. the connection strong and healthy. Yeah. Um, not having those negative intentions or harmful intentions. Right. So if we rewind if we we rewind a bit and we see that there's a person who has those negative intentions in mind, then then you might want to try to like reevaluate either yourself in the relationship or your partner's motivation in the relationship and kind of start from there. Mm-hmm. Because if someone's going in it with that those negative intentions and none of these tips are going to be Exactly. Useful, you don't you have know? that foundation of sort of a safe, healthy relationship. Right. And so you can only have healthy conflict with that foundation of a safe, healthy relationship. Right. Exactly. Okay. So let's, let's expand this even more. So right now we've been kind of talking about relationships between like couples, like mm-hmm. intimate couples, mm-hmm. but we're going to expand this conversation to be about how to have a healthy conflict or dialogue in all relationships of your life. So relationship is going to be um, any anything with like anyone you have. So you have a relationship with your coworkers. You have a relationship with your parents or you have a relationship with your siblings or and your intimate partner. So when we say relationships from this point on, we're going to be talking about like these tips that you're going to give us are going to be useful for any kind of conflict in any relationship, Mm. right? Yes, I think most of these would definitely expand to all close relationships. Okay, cool. And it's crazy. You might start to notice in your life um, how those kind of deep-rooted attachment styles might play out, not just in your intimate relationship, but in your relationships across the board. Mm -hmm. So you might start seeing patterns of um, what Dr. M was talking about in the way you address or withdraw from conflicts, both with your intimate partner, with your boss, with your um, with your friends. So let's talk about in general. Um, what are the essentials for healthy conflict? And Dr. M, you have four main points that we're going to go through on today's show, starting with learn your conflict style. Oh, just kidding. Cycle. Okay, can you explain that a little bit more for our listeners? Yeah, so this touches on what we were talking about with pursue, withdraw, and what we know in psychology is that sort of relationships are are like a little system. They're an ecosystem, um, and they have their own sort of pattern, and we tend to see a pursue, withdraw pattern in conflict, that there's someone who feels 
like, I need to talk about this. Maybe you're someone who can't fall asleep at night if you've gotten into a fight with someone or you find yourself thinking about the, you know, the fight and or an issue that you're upset about, kind of rehearsing in your mind and yeah. worried about it. Mm-hmm. Um, that may mean you're someone who likes to pursue, like, we need to talk about it. You want to engage the other person mm-hmm. and say, we need to talk about this. Yeah. Um, and then if you're a distancer, you know, you actually feel like we need to not talk about this. <laughs> yeah. This is going to lead to a negative conversation we're both going to get upset like it isn't helpful Mm -hmm. like we need to just shut this down and focus on something else right um and so you could imagine how that sort of cycle could really play off each other pushing forward and someone pulling away i just kind of think of it as like a rubber band you know okay yes okay yeah so that could definitely be really problematic and as you're talking about it i'm like getting visuals of some of my friends and like which categories (laughs) they go in and i hear the frustration in their relationships um so once you learn about your conflict style maybe they're listening to the show right now they're Mm -hmm. like yeah, I could relate a lot to one of those. And this person in my life is definitely like this other thing. So now now what do we do that we have this awareness? Mm-hmm. So then you can communicate that with the other person. Okay. So if you're the person that tends to want to pursue kind of owning that space and being like, okay, so I know for me, I have a preference to talk about things. And sometimes that's upsetting to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want to talk about X. When would be a good time? These are the reasons it's really important to me. This is what I'm hoping the outcome will be. It's not that I just want to have an argument. It's yeah. because you matter to me. Yeah. So you really want to kind of get buy-in beforehand um, and almost try to set up a time. And you can let the person know, like, I'm, I'm nervous to bring this up because I don't want to upset you. Yeah. Or I, to- I want to bring this up in a way that feels like you can hear it and we can talk about it. So mm-hmm. you really want to be mindful of your approach. Yeah. And then I think if you're a distancer, you really want to own that. And mm-hmm. so you sort of want to own and explain, you know, maybe I'm getting overwhelmed or maybe I'm getting flooded or like when I get upset, it's hard for me to talk things through. Can we take breaks sometimes? Or, yeah. you know, I I can talk about it for this long and then can we take a break and come back to it? So really just communicating not so much about the topic Mm -hmm. of the conflict, but the process. Yes. Talking about talking. Yes. And (laughs) that's the first step. (laughs) Yes, exactly. You said it so perfectly. Okay. Which is a fun, which is like an interesting approach that I don't think a lot of people think about. Mm -hmm. You know, as psychologists, we think about thinking about, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that more kind of like metal process. Yes. Um, So number one, learn your conflict cycle, figure out where you land with pursue versus withdraw patterns. And then talk to the person where there's some kind of conflict arising, both about where you're at with your conflict cycle and also bring in to like what you notice that where they're at mm-hmm. as well. So especially if there's that difference there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you talk about talking, mm-hmm. set up some kind of time, which is smart because a lot of people just kind of like rush into these things, especially when it's like emotionally heated in the moment. Yes. And that could raise you know, more challenges to this conversation. Um, and then what else? I see here you say practice compassionate curiosity. Yes. I like that. Oh, <laughs> thank you. You know, I think one of the things that can be so difficult when we've been hurt by someone we care about, mm-hmm. we feel really upset and sometimes we can imagine that, you know, maybe this person doesn't care about me or they're not prioritizing me. Mm-hmm. Um 
when we feel hurt, it's hard to imagine someone else's hurting too mm-hmm. or someone else's suffering as well. Yeah. And when there's conflict, typically both people are suffering and both people are hurt. And so when we see anger or irritability, it's hard to remember that it's often hurt that's underneath that. Yeah. And so something that helps me think about being compassionate is this idea of just like, of course, like, of course I'm sad or of course I'm hurt or of course my partner didn't do X. Like there is a good reason Uh that X has happened, even if I don't quite know what it is yet. And so can I come from that place of like, there's a good reason that this this has happened Uh and can I be curious about it and ask? Okay. Before assuming the intentions of the other. Right. Yeah. I definitely see a lot of like mind reading kind of coming Mm -hmm. or catastrophizing, like just some of those distortions already kind of coming up before anyone has any facts or data to support that, you know? So you're kind of, you're kind of approaching it in your relationships um, as a scientist. You may have a hypothesis in mind of what the hell is going on here, (laughs) Um, but you're taking, as, as you put it, um, a compassionate curiosity. So even though you can't help but think, okay, this person's messing up because of X, Y, Z, um, still try to approach it like a scientist, like a com- with compassionate curiosity about like, okay, this is what I think might be going on, but let me check in with them and see what is up here with this situation. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think one more piece I would add yeah. to that is you can also have compassionate curiosity for yourself. Right. And so thinking yes. about why is this so upsetting to me? And the mm-hmm. more you have compassionate understanding from your own perspective, you can share that with this other person. Yeah. Yes. That's true too. And I've had those conversations with my girlfriends where they're like, I'm really upset about this. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And then we'll take that time to first focus on like, okay, what is it about this situation that was so upsetting? What is it triggering? If, if it's, something a little bit more deeper that's related to them versus the situation of what the reality of what happened you know so taking that time to practice compassionate curiosity for yourself and what's going on in the situation and then with the other person and as you're talking about this i'm seeing i'm like visualizing it in so many different areas of a person's life i could see someone having this conversation with a a supervisor or a boss. I could see them having a similar conversation with um, an intimate partner or with a friend. So these are all definitely super helpful because you could apply it to all of the different relationships in your life and it's gonna be more effective to have a healthy kind of conflict using this practice. Absolutely. Okay, so number three, you say be vulnerable. Yes, so that's the hardest one, I think, often. Yeah. Um, But touching upon it, it kind of builds on the practicing, the compassionate curiosity. Once you know what those underlying emotions are, maybe I feel uh, disappointed or Mm -hmm. I feel like other people don't see me or hear me or um, sometimes I worry I can't count on people. There's often deeper things going on. You know, I I think whether you're talking about friends or family or a partner, you know, the conflict is never usually about the top level issue. It's about something underneath. Right. and that's what you want to be able to work towards sharing with the person. You know, when you did X, I felt like you weren't, very, you know, I didn't matter to you or I felt like you didn't care. Yeah. And then that can be a soft approach. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think one of the big challenges that I know that I've had and that I see other people struggling with is that when trying to figure out, like, trying to use those 
I feel statements is tough if you're already not connected with your mm. emotions or you don't have that emotional awareness. It's like, I feel, um, and then a lot of people put a thought in there, like, I feel that you're acting like a <laughs> a-hole, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's not a feeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's like a statement. Um, so you have to even, you know, backtrack a little bit more to f- when it comes with that practice compassionate curiosity piece of first becoming aware of like, okay, what are the feelings that are coming up for me? So that way I can make an informed statement like that. Like I felt um, rejected, you mm-hmm. know, when you X, Y, Z. Yeah. Um, and the be vulnerable piece I see is already happening from the very first beginning where you're taking a look at your conflict cycle and then communicating that to the other person. I mean, you're already practicing that vulnerability with that person by saying, hey, you know, I tend to withdraw from conflict, mm-hmm. but, you know, this this is an issue that's coming up and I really want to be able to talk to you about it. But if you're really anxious about it, I mean, that in it of itself, talking about the talking is a very vulnerable place to be. That's so true. It's so true. Yeah. And I think that self-awareness is key that sometimes you need that slow, quiet moment to mm-hmm. explore what you're feeling. Yeah. And I think it's helpful. I often tell clients, you know, we most quickly can connect to anger, right? Mm-hmm. I feel annoyed. I feel irritated. Yeah. I'm angry. Um, but remembering that anger is typically a secondary emotion that we feel after something else, mm-hmm. hurt or scared or mm-hmm. anxious or disappointed. Yep. And that can be your little cheat sheet. Like, do I feel hurt, sad, or scared? Yeah. Um, and I think that sometimes it's hard to get close to that feeling, yeah. but it but it is often what is underlying what's going on. Yep. That's absolutely right. Okay, so um, yeah, I also have a note here about Dr. Johnson's attachment questions underlying the conflict. Is yes. that kind of what you're referring to now, or is that... That's more about the yeah. sort of fundamental underlying questions like, do you love me? Can I count on you? Are you there for me? And mm-hmm. so that conflict, particularly in romantic relationships, but also in close attachment relationships, which could be family or, or close friends, yeah. um, we're trying to assess our bond, right? Mm-hmm. And so kind of where where are we? Mm-hmm. Um, and so when that bond is threatened, that's when conflict occurs. And so you really want to get to that underlying question. Trying to see how that plays out with a boss <laughs> or in like a working situation. Yeah. Because there may not be that like love there. I mean, right. there could be like a, you know, a shared like level of respect and you could admire each other, you know. Um, Can I count on you? Do you have my back? Yeah, those other pieces too, that, you know, that reliability. So what were the questions again that you want to explore? Yeah. So so do you love me in the romantic relationships or family relationships? Um, Can I count on you? Mm -hmm. Um, And then I often add to that, um, am I accepted here? Okay. Yeah. And that totally comes up in work situations Mm -hmm. as well. Um, Or even with friends, family. Family. Oh my gosh. Okay. yeah, Yeah. Totally. Okay. I got it. All right, so the fourth piece that you say is an essential for healthy conflict is to reconnect. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, that I think sometimes once we're distressed or angry, we find it challenging to then get close, but that creates more anxiety and distress. Yeah. Um, And so what I often like to share with clients is that you don't have to have the conflict completely resolved Mm -hmm. to reconnect, Um, particularly when you get to these underlying issues. So maybe we're arguing about something in our home together. We're arguing about something about work. If we're having the conflict about the deeper issue, Mm -hmm. can I count on you? Are you there for me? Do you have my back? 
can you reassure me about that separate from the topic itself? Cool. Okay. And so you really want to figure out how to address that piece. And I often recommend for um, for people to do something that is reconnecting. So if it's friends, family, a partner, um, what can you do that makes you feel close to them again that has nothing to do with the conflict? And, and you can be very explicit about it. Yeah. You know, our conflict isn't quite resolved, but I don't want to feel so far away from you. Um, what can we do to feel close again and come back to talking about it later? I love that so much. That gave me like warm and fuzzy feelings mm-hmm. inside. <laughs> when you went through that. I love that. And that's the thing is that like, I think a lot of the anxiety could come from like addressing a conflict is that, you know, as you mentioned, especially if someone has like a withdrawal pattern is that like, I'm worried that if we talk about this, it's going to push us even further away from each other or that we're not going to be able to resolve this. And then we're going to have even more like distance and problems in our relationship if we talk about it. Exactly. So that's like a big fear and um, anxiety for people. So I like that you close it up with saying, hey, we may not have this particular thing resolved, um, but let's go back to those attachment questions. Mm -hmm. Do you love me? Can I count on you? Mm -hmm. And am I... Am I accepted here? Accepted here. Am I accepted? Do I belong? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Those are are great. Um, So what other pieces would you have? Any other... Um, tips that you have for people as they're trying to practice healthy conflict? Yeah, so one of the things I like to recommend is monitoring intensity. Um, So conflict can only be effective to a certain level of Uh distress, you know? Um, And so once you're very angry or you're very upset, Mm -hmm. um, it's not going to be productive anymore. Um, And so I like to think of it on a scale from zero to 10 and maybe 10 being, you know, the most intense that you could ever imagine a conflict and zero being not intense at all and figuring out your number for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And then once you get to that level, what do you notice? Is your heart rate fast? Um, Do you notice you're having angrier thoughts? Is your speech faster? Uh Um, Are you debating random nuances of the argument? (laughs) Have you gone off topic? Right? What are all these signs? Yes. (laughs) We don't even know what we're arguing about anymore. Uh, Right? And so once once you're at that place, that's no longer productive. Right. Um, And so that's when you can say, you know what? I think like I'm up at my intensity level. Mm -hmm. Can we take a moment and try to come back to this? Like this isn't going to lead us to a good place. Right. And then preferably like notice as you're kind of etching up to that piece. I kind of see it like a bell curve or like a roller coaster. You know, you might be cool, but then it slowly starts getting more and more and more intense. And then you have that peak. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I, I mean, ideally what I would tell my clients is that if you could try to catch it while it's lower on the Mm -hmm. helicopter before getting up to that peak because then it's really hard to think in those terms. Mm -hmm. The emotions can be so overwhelming. Um, And instead of telling the person who you're having this conflict with, like, hey, I'm feeling all these emotions. I need a break. Can we come back to this? Um, When you're all the way up there, you're just like, screw this, I'm out, you know? Mm -hmm. And so ideally you want to try to catch it before you get to that peak. Um, but definitely mentioning where you're at emotionally, what you need, like a break, mm-hmm. preferably for how long. Mm-hmm. Like, do you need it by yourself? Do you want the person to go on a walk with you and just hold off on the conversation? And then having that last really important piece of saying, and then we will come back to this mm-hmm. either later tonight, tomorrow, another day. But 
to make sure that you're not just completely like abandoning Avoiding it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. No, that's yeah. such an essential piece of it because for pursuers, if they feel that we won't come back to it, that's what makes it so difficult for them to let go of a conflict, right? If I let this go, um, it's me that usually brings it up and I'm going to have to bring it up again or they're not going to bring it up again. So yeah. as a distancer, one of the greatest gifts you can give in your relationship is to start bringing up the things. And as a pursuer, one of the greatest gifts you can give is to offer taking the break. Yeah. Because it's what the other person fears isn't going to happen. Uh-huh. Okay. Very good points. Okay. So monitor intensity. Um, any other strategies or tips? I think sort of this idea of how could you be responsive versus reactive. Uh-huh. Um, so in the moment, sometimes we have our emotional reaction yeah. um, versus responding to what you see in your partner. What do you need? So if they're angry, they're hurt, they're sad, mm-hmm. how would you respond to that mm-hmm. versus react to it? And yeah. I think in conflict, we can get caught a lot in the reacting. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of like an advanced skill set because mm-hmm. when you're in the conflict, you're so... I mean, at best, actually listening to what the other person's saying, Mm -hmm. let alone noticing, you know, their emotions, their intensity, like what's going on for them internally, because a lot of the times people are so overwhelmed with what they're feeling and what they're thinking and the points they're trying to get across. So Mm -hmm. trying to get up to that level of being able to be responsive versus reactive. Mm -hmm. So you have so many amazing tips for our listeners. Um, We'll make sure that they're all on our website on witandreason.com. So um, we'll make sure to have everything hyperlinked in there. You also have an amazing article, uh, Six Tips for Talking About Your Feelings If It Doesn't Come Naturally to You. I'm trying to think, do I know anyone? <laughs> it's just that it comes naturally. naturally. Yeah. Not even psychologists. Yeah. Psychologist. <laughs> this is a trained skill. And that's what's great about it is that like people are like, well, it's not, you know, it's uncomfortable. It's trained. But even a psychologist, like it's uncomfortable for us too. Yeah. yeah. But it's a skill that we learn just like yeah. how we learn to like walk, you yes. know, and eat. So, um, so we'll have all this information. Thank you so much, Dr. M for being on the show and for sharing these with us. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. You can put all of these tips and activities into action today. Visit witandreason.com to get links to the resources we shared on today's show and connect with me, Dr. Alexis Moreno, and Dr. Rebecca Montgomery. Did you hear something on the show today that you relate to on a personal level? Share your story. Send us your recording on witandreason.com slash speakup and we may be able to post it on our Healthy Conflicts show page to help others navigate relationship challenges. A special thank you to DC Radio and Dr. Rebecca Montgomery. And of course, thank you all for listening. Stay posted on our Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Wit and Reason and DC Radio for our next show. I'm Dr. Alexis Moreno. Let's keep the conversation going.
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.